Good afternoon, and welcome to my inaugural podcast, inspired by Instagram page and blog, Make This Grand Country Grander. Name, in case you're wondering, comes from the song Hail to the Chief, which, fun fact, actually has lyrics. So, driving to work these days made me realize how valuable podcasts are or can be, and how much you really learn just from sitting around and listening. So, I want to open up and, because I feel like the Instagram page, it allows me to briefly talk on a topic, but not really in depth to the extent I want to. Nor is it really, I mean, people have a low attention span, they're not, I mean, come on, who's going to read like a blurb of words on Instagram? So, today I'm going to talk about a recurring topic I'm going to oftenly visit, especially since this is the most contentious Senate race, arguably in the country which is the 2022 Georgia Senate race between Republican Herschel Walker, the presumptive nominee, and incumbent Democratic Senator Raphael Warnock. So I want to dig into the pros and cons of um, each of the candidates. And we're going to start off with the current senator, incumbent Raphael Warnock. I mean, Senator Warnock is a masterful politician. I'm just saying this from an objective point of view. Sure, I have my biases. I like him. I think he's a very intelligent, pragmatic politician, but he's really come to prominence. I mean, first time I ever heard of him was about April 2020, where there's this open Senate race. It was very unclear what was going to happen. It was at that point, no one thought Georgia could flip blue. So Warnock kind of looked like this fringe candidate in a very crowded race against then incumbent Senator Kelly Leffler. At that point, he had no real ads, no fundraising, no name recognition, and no one knew anything about him. Then June-ish, we have the Black Lives Matter, Black Lives Matter movement, with um, Kelly Leffler was the owner of the Atlanta Dream. Very controversial positions on Black Lives Matter. And so the Atlanta Dream team came out with Vote Warnock t-shirts. They said they did their research and they endorsed him, and that really gave him a ton of traction in the polls. We can credit this single moment with propelling him into the spotlight. He went from an extremely slow campaign with really minimal recognition, which you could argue he's doing on purpose because, you know, he didn't want to bring too much attention to himself. At that point, there are two Republicans, Kelly Leffler and Doug Collins, going at it. But he went from that, this kind of sitting in the corner, no ads, no TV spots, no interviews, no nothing, to the best Senate fundraiser currently in the Democratic Party and probably one of the most recognizable Democratic senators out there. But this doesn't really get to what Warnock's strengths are. And in my opinion, from what I've seen of him, his best strength is, this sounds weird, he's kind of like old glue. Nothing sticks to him. It's almost impossible to really land a hit on him. Attacks don't land, insults don't land, so let's talk about which ones. Republicans really struggle to throw these political swings at Warnock, and they don't really work. And Republicans tried every single thing in the book. They called him radical liberal, a wife beater, a Marxist, a veteran hater, a child abuser, Fidel Castro's acolyte, and everything else. And none of it worked. No one really actually believed it, you know? Um, it's, it's fascinating, though. It's just nothing sticks to him. And they kind of came out looking like assholes, you know? Like Kelly Leff was like, she said radical liberal about 13 times in their first debate in less than an hour and a half. And that's what people took away. Kelly Leffler has no personality and results to these kind of shit-flinging insults. And it just didn't work. But if we're going to talk about Warnock, we have to talk about his cons. And his biggest con really isn't a result of him. But we can sum it up in three words. 
Joseph Robinette Biden, the current president. Senator Warnock has to contend with his support and basically 100% voting record with Joe Biden's policy positions in a state where Joe Biden has about a 30% approval rating, depending on the poll. But Warnock has about 50%, so which is interesting because people disapprove of Biden, but they also like Warnock at the same time. I mean, Biden's approaching Trump levels of disapproval, which is genuinely impressive, and I think it speaks volumes about um, both the rabid polarization that exists in American society at the time, as well as Joe Biden's administration's mismanagement, especially around the Delta virus, Afghanistan, and basically everything else that has spiraled since August. So, I mean, yeah, as long as Republicans are able to tie Warnock to Joe Biden and the Democratic policies, I think that'll really hurt Warnock. But we'll talk about why that may not work in a bit, but now I want to talk about the elephant in the room, literally, Herschel Walker. <clears throat> so, um, disclaimer, I don't really give a shit about football or college sports. If you know me, you know that about me. Don't really care. Don't give a shit. But that being said, I know who Herschel Walker is, and I knew who he was before he really entered politics. Herschel Walker's kind of like Georgia's version of Donald Trump. He's this household celebrity name. Everyone kind of knows him. He kind of has a certain vibe about him. Like, you can tell he's something of an outsider. He's a fish out of water, but that kind of makes him appealing in his own way. He has an insane amount of celebrity power, and Donald Trump encourage him to run they've been friends for a while side note like this isn't just because herschel walker is a conservative they've known each other for like 30 some years but donald trump endorsed him and actively encouraged him to run which he did around september july but herschel walker's campaign has a lot of issues like we, we obviously have the pros they're like all things considered someone's more likely to know who herschel walker is in georgia than Raphael warnock when it comes down to a ballot box, that might make a difference when you have this celebrity power behind them. So we have to talk about Herschel Walker, though. Herschel Walker's campaign, for good or a bad thing, has no policy to it. There's no meat to it. He says these generic platitudes, and I, I love watching politicians, how they act. Like Herschel Walker say, the gas price is too high. Or, we need real courage and leadership in Washington. What the fuck does that mean? That doesn't mean anything. That's just... It's generic platitudes that, like, it's like a political chicken tenders. It's super inoffensive. It doesn't mean anything. Everyone's going to go, okay, I agree with that. Cool. But maybe that works for him because when he's actually asked about policy, he dodges it. And that might be a good thing for him because you can see right now he's refusing to debate any of his Republican opponents. Why should he? He's leading up in the polls by huge margins. He's going to win the nomination no matter what. But it's just, you know, him debating is he's a gaffe machine. He's kind of like Trump in that regard, too. And I think the Herschel Walker campaign, the people around him, at least, <clears throat> they're copying what some you might call like the Joe Biden basement strategy. Keep the candidate as far away as possible from interviews, television, the audience, human beings as possible because they know this guy's just going to, he's a loose cannon. He's going to say whatever he wants. And we can talk about some other Herschel Walker issues. This isn't it. So where Walker has his strengths, he has a ton of weaknesses and an insane amount of baggage. More so than probably 
any other candidate in a swing state. And this includes like Dr. Oz. Dr. Oz, is he, he's a quack, but he doesn't have nowhere near this much baggage. So let's talk about it. What does the average swing voter in Georgia look like? Think on it for a minute. Realistically, it's kind of someone who looks like a Westminster mom. It's typically an upper middle class suburban white woman with a college degree. They're what they might self-describe as socially liberal, fiscally conservative. And let's talk about that. I can prove this to you through a map. So the 2016 Senate election happened the same year Donald Trump first won Georgia. Uh, Johnny Isaacson won that election by four points greater than Donald Trump. And Isaacson won the counties of Cobb, Gwinnett, Henry, all these Atlanta suburbs. And by relatively decent margins for Republican, no Republican sense has won these counties. And Donald Trump lost those counties on the exact same ballot. So what does that tell you is there's a certain aversion to Trump policies. There's a certain aversion to these sorts of ideas. And Georgia was always swinging left regardless. This was still Isaacson's worst election by far. But we have to mention why swing voters are important. And I think swing voters, for the most part, are going to look at Herschel Walker, and they're going to be horrified. Republicans know he's a bad candidate, but I haven't gotten to why yet either. Here's why. Herschel Walker has an extremely long history of domestic abuse, violence, legitimately unhinged statements, and just engagements in violence that I think are going to damage his campaign, and Republicans know this. Gary Black, his current opponent, put out this really kind of gloves-off ad calling him overtly a domestic abuser, someone who threatened to kill cops. They pull up the police reports and just read it off and say, Herschel Walker is a bad dude. He's a horrible candidate in my opinion. So like he strikes a lot of the same chords. And Mitch McConnell has made this comparison for the record. This is not me making it up. In 2012, Missouri and Indiana Senate Republican candidates had immensely controversial comments on rape. This is something Mitch McConnell thinks is an issue, and I'm not saying Herschel Walker is justifying rape, but he has this baggage which is going to make him really unappealing and potentially lose an easy Senate race. So now we have to talk about the campaign trail. I've already mentioned how Herschel Walker is using the Joe Biden basement strategy, and it's kind of working for him, but it also isn't. Like, in order to become a refined, capable, proficient political candidate, you have to get out there. You have to talk. Like, Raphael Warnock wasn't the best candidate when the election first started. But by January and December, he was a very good speaker. He was very good at the ads, very good at interacting with the press, things like that. And I don't think Herschel Walker's doing that. It's a problem, and it's going to show he's a gaffe machine. Look what he said about evolution about three or four days ago. He openly asked, why are there still apes if evolution is real? Anyone who's taken a biology class knows he, he doesn't understand evolution. It's just what he's saying is factually wrong, regardless if you believe it or not. He just does not understand the issue. But I think what Republicans should do is go, Joe Biden bad, Biden bad, Biden bad. But it doesn't seem like they're doing that very much. As long as they have Herschel Walker around, I mean, all people can talk about, whenever Herschel Walker is mentioned, the only thing people can talk about is, well, he tried to kill his wife, he tried to kill his ex-girlfriend, he tried to kill his mistress, he tried to kill a policeman, he plays Russian roulette, all these issues. 
what kind of a candidate is recruited and says, oh, yeah, this is our first choice, but he is the first choice. And I think traditional Republicans know that. Like Nathan Deal, the former governor of Georgia, Doug Collins, ultra-conservative. Andrew Clyde, also ultra-conservative. These two endorsed Gary Black, the um, who's basically the agriculture commissioner of Georgia. The other Republican running in the race, probably haven't heard of him. He's not going to win. But Herschel Walker, he's just a bad candidate. And I think Warnock kind of likes the idea of that. I don't think he's a, the best person to go up against, but when you look at... Like I said earlier, if Herschel Walker shows up in a room, all people can talk about is his baggage. What are his issues? We don't have to talk about Joe Biden's issues. We have to talk about Herschel Walker's issues. I've already talked about this on my page a little, but Raphael Warnock is running. He's always run extremely good, well-oiled machines, very kind of tailored to winning Georgia. And I think it shows, I mean... He outran Joe Biden. He outran John Ossoff on the exact same ballot. He's a very good candidate, and he understands how to message himself. He doesn't have to go too negative. And he's very pragmatic and populist at the same time, which sounds contradictory, but let's look at what he does. He has rallies at gas stations. He talks about, on TV, lowering insulin prices. He talks about sort of dinner table, bread and butter issues, economic issues. He doesn't engage in what Republicans might typically label like wokeisms. He doesn't talk about issues like that. He does not engage in culture war problems. And in a way, he cannot. He didn't do that in the last election, but he's very good at talking about home issues, for lack of a better term. And it's worth mentioning Herschel, not Herschel Walker, Raphael Warnock also has domestic abuse allegations. And these actually came up in the last election. They were talked about by Kelly Leffler in the debate. They are talked about in the ads. And like I said earlier, he's dry glue. doesn't stick. It's his caricature. It, it just doesn't work. But it's going to be a really interesting race. And ultimately, I don't know who's going to win. Gun to my head, I would think Raphael Warnock is going to pull this off. Very narrowly. It's probably going to go to a runoff again. Don't laugh. But I just Herschel Walker, he's so easy to hit on. He's so easy to come up with attacks on. He has no policy positions. He can't handle himself while he's a gaffe machine. And I just don't think he's someone who's going to resonate with the crucial swing voters. He'll get the base out in the rural area. But at the same time, Democrats, are they don't want Herschel Walker in the Senate. They're going to move heaven and earth to keep him out. And even though this is ultimately going to be a good year for Republicans, it's a midterm year. The outside party to midterm year always does well, except in 2002. But my point is, it's it's not going to be a good year for Republicans, but I think they're missing out on a shot here by really doubling down on Herschel Walker. So um, that's all for today. I mean, always feel free to ask me any questions. If you ever want to talk about these issues, feel free. If there's ever an issue you want me to talk about, I'm here for that. I love talking with people about politics and history and government and trivia. Yeah, so just feel free and thanks for listening. You have a nice day and stay in touch, stay in tune with politics.